Hey mamas, this is Playfully Faithful Parenting, and I'm your host, Joy Wenling. I'm a seminary grad and children's and family minister turned stay-at-home mom to my five girls. Spiritual parenting is my calling, and it's my passion to help other mamas disciple their kids using the power of play and their own authentic daily walk with Christ. If you're a mama who wants to introduce your kids to Jesus and watch as the Holy Spirit transforms their lives, this is the place for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's dive in and see how we can partner with God today. Hey, mamas, welcome to Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'm Joy. So grateful you are here today. My hope, my prayer is that you would feel encouraged after this episode and that by listening to this podcast, you are more able to enjoy motherhood and that your children are better able to hear about and experience Jesus in an impactful way because you better understand the way kids learn and the way kids want to learn and the way God designed your kids to learn. And that is through play. So today we are talking about our kids and some misbehavior. And I've got this question that that I want you to think about as we dive in today. And here's the question. Is it sin? Your children's misbehavior, is it sin? And there's not going to be one answer. There's no yes or no correct answer overall. Sometimes, yes, our kids sin Our kids are born sinful, but here's the thing. I think often we as parents want to see behaviors in our children that are not developmentally appropriate for them. So we place expectations on them that they are not capable of or maybe not consistently capable of, and we call it misbehavior, or we call it sin, when really, yes, it may be disobedience, but that is because we have chosen to ask them to do something they are not capable of. So I want to think, I want to give you a picture. Um, This is kind of silly. But that's the point. This is kind of extreme, okay? If you have a newborn baby and you put it on the ground and you say, baby, get up and walk, the baby doesn't do it. The baby can't physically do it. But the baby also disobeyed because you, the parent, told the baby to do something and it didn't listen. No, as a parent... How are you going to feel in that instance? You're not going to be upset at the baby because you know it's not a developmentally appropriate request of that child. But sometimes with our toddlers 
and elementary school kids, even preteens and teenagers, we ask children to do things that they are not capable of physically doing. Here's another one. If you ask me to go out and run a a mile in under seven minutes, I could not do that. I don't know that I could run a mile straight without walking, honestly, because I don't like to run. At some point in my life, I have done it, but not under seven minutes, no. But I have run a mile without stopping. But just because I've done it once or maybe maybe even a handful of times does not mean that I'm capable of doing it all the time. That doesn't make it a sin. If my boss tells me to go run a sub seven mile and I can't do it, I have disobeyed authority. But I don't believe it's a sin because that is not something I'm capable of doing. Yet, we as parents, and I'm guilty of this too at times, we as parents, we ask our kids to do things that they are not physically or developmentally capable of doing consistently. For example, your child is having a meltdown. And you say, calm down. I'm sorry. Your child is not most likely physically or developmentally or emotionally or cognitively able to do that. Their emotions are in control of them at that moment. And yes, as we grow and as we learn and as we develop, And as we seek the Holy Spirit, we will grow in self-control, but our children don't have that. And so when we tell them to calm down, to stop having that tantrum, they're not able to do it. And it is not, in my belief, a sin for them to have meltdowns. Their little bodies are so overwhelmed and they are doing the best they can. They don't know. They don't have the skills yet, or at least not consistently yet to deal with all those big emotions in their body. Yes, they're learning. And yes, maybe occasionally they can. But that's when all of the um, things in the environment have gone perfectly that day. It's more of an anomaly when they can control it. And so often I think we as parents, as moms, we go to Facebook groups, we go to um, books, we go to these things to ask, how do I get my kid to do X, Y, Z? And XYZ is not something that your kid should be doing consistently anyways. How do I get my three-year-old to sit still and be quiet in church? I'm sorry, God didn't design your three-year-old to sit still and be quiet for an hour of church. 
that is not a sin for them to fidget, for them to want to talk, for them to want to move, for them to be curious and look around and, and, um, wiggle. That is not a sin that they aren't focused when you're reading chapter of the Bible in one sitting from a full text Bible. That's not the way kids were designed and it's not developmentally appropriate. And yet we say, oh, they're so distracted when I try to read the Bible. They're so sinful. It's their sinful nature. No, that's the way God designed them. My kid is so whiny. God told the Israelites to stop whining. And so my kid shouldn't whine either. Your kid is communicating in the best way they know how. Knowing your kid is 30 and still whining constantly, then maybe it is a sin issue. But when your kid is three or six and they're whiny, what are some things that could be going on? They have needs that are be- aren't being met in the moment and they're doing their best to communicate it and they know and it. I don't want this to sound like they're manipulating you, but they know how they can best get their needs met. And they've experienced that that tone of voice impacts you and it gets you gets them your attention. And so they've done it in a desperate cry for attention or whatever need they have met. It is not a sin. It is them doing their best to express their needs, asking for you to come alongside them and help them. These meltdowns, they are desperately crying out for help in what to do with their bodies, their emotions, their feelings. Their brains are not functioning the way your brain does. So yes, sometimes, especially as they grow, children's misbehavior is sin. But I want to encourage you to look at are the expectations that you have for your child developmentally appropriate first before you call it sin. God created our little children. Jesus lived in a child's body. He grew. And Luke 2.52 says that he grew in wisdom and, and stature and in favor with God and with man. He grew physically. He grew socially, emotionally. He grew Um, cognitively, and he grew spiritually with God. It wasn't this instantaneous thing. And yet sometimes we just call all of their misbehavior sin without looking at what we are doing that could be causing them to stumble. When you ask someone to do something they're not capable of, you need to look at you. I think of the um, story of uh, when it talks about how can you pull a speck out of someone else's eye when you have a log in your own? 
have you, have you looked at what you are asking your children to do? Are you thinking of ways that you can set your children up for success? How can you two come together and meet each other's needs together? I recently asked a question on my personal Facebook and in my Facebook group, but um, on my personal Facebook about mamas and what triggers your impatience. And so many of the moms said not listening. And there are there are many other things that we can um, we can do to help our kids to listen. But for today, I just want to encourage you to think about what are you asking them to do? Is it developmentally appropriate? Because if it's not, then their disobedience is more on you than on them. When we ask someone to do something they're not capable of, we need to be ready to take responsibility for that. And this is something I'm working on too. I am a mama. I've got five girls, 10 and under. And I know there are times when I ask my kids things that they've done once and I expect them to be able to do it again. Um, cleaning the playroom and other things like that. Um, and so I'm in this with you. I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm being challenged. I'm being um, held accountable by the Holy Spirit, being convicted. And so that's why I want to share this with you, because I believe that as we begin to understand what is developmentally appropriate for our kids, and then I can understand what my responsibility in their obedience, if if you will, um, that's that's a hard one for me. That word is something I'm wrestling with. I'm not saying obedience is a bad thing. I don't know that that should be my goal as a mom all the time. Um, but if my kids aren't listening to me, I first need to take the log out of my eye and make sure that what I'm asking of them is appropriate, is attainable, is about them and not me. In Connected Families, the first question that we talk about is, um, what is going on with me? And then the second one is, is what is going on with my child? So that is where I need to start. When I am thinking about my, my child's sin, and then I just put it onto, oh, they're born sinful, I'm taking my own responsibility out of that. I'm not being a good student of my child. I'm not paying attention to me or what my kids need and what they're capable of. And so I, that that's my challenge for you. And I think that as a parent, as a mom, you will enjoy being your children's mom more when you know what they are truly capable of and when you start to 
empathize for those things that they're not capable of doing. And there will be more enjoyment because your expectations will be healthy. They'll be appropriate and they'll be more easily be met because they are within the capability of your kids. And when I expect my kids to do something that they can't do, I'm setting both of us up to not enjoy each other, the request, that moment, that situation. But when I can understand, okay, this is this is what I need, but my child's only capable of the first part of this project. So I know I'm going to need to break it down and give them just the first task and then maybe come alongside them for the second part. Um, when we can be students of our kids, when we can empathize with their true capabilities and take responsibility for our requests, then I think we can enjoy each other more and we can give a more fair um, description to some of the common misbehaviors and not just lump it all into disobedience and sin. Um, so mama, I, I know that some of that may be hard, may not be what you wanted to hear, but I pray that it opens your eyes to your children and their capabilities and, and their growth and what the plan that God has for their growth. Kids do not have impulse control at three. They just don't. Kids can't share at two or three. And so when we expect these things, it puts a burden on us and a burden on our children that stops the ability to enjoy. And so, um, and to model God and to understand God and his plan for your child and their development. So I just really want to encourage you um, to hear this as maybe a hard word, but something that um, I believe we need to face if we want to better enjoy our kids and to equip them for growing in self-control. If your kids feel like they're always failing, that um, is going to be hard for them. And if they feel like they're always letting you down, that is going to be the words that play in their head. So when we can meet them with requests that are appropriate for their development, they are going to feel proud and confident of what they've done and understand the capabilities that God has given them and the gifts that he has given them. And then we can continue to coach and develop that as they grow. And we ourselves can continue to be students of them and to pay attention to what they are developmentally capable of and to come alongside them where they, where they are at, not where we want them to be. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about this in a different um, perspective, a different way. And I hope you will encourage 
your friends, your mama friends to also listen and that you would share this if it has been helpful or encouraging. And also I would love to hear from you on Apple Podcasts and just leave a review. Let me know if these episodes are encouraging you and how they are and why do you keep coming back and listening week after week. It would be so helpful to me to hear that so encouraging and it would also help other mamas to find this podcast. And on behalf of God, that's my Eden. On behalf of God, thank you for loving and playing with his kids. Bye. Well, mamas, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me on Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'd love to keep the conversation going over on the socials. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you felt encouraged or equipped by today's show, do me a favor and leave a review. I can't wait to hear your story. Till next week, keep playing and pointing those littles to Christ.